This is a global original podcast. Hi and welcome to Confessions of a Modern Parent. The podcast where my husband Mark and I discuss the challenges, difficulties, frustrations and ultimately the joys of being parents and step-parents to four wonderful, talented, beautiful daughters aged between 25 and 12. I'm amazed we've never discussed what we're about to discuss I today. know! It's a big thing. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure we've stumbled across it. But yeah. a snowflake it seems appropriate. It's Christmas. We're not going to have a white Christmas. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. And what do you get in a white Christmas? Snowflakes. Snowflakes. Snowflake mm. generation. Mm. Snowflake is a horrible term or a fair description of a generation that's never mm. had it better. We discuss it and we've got loads, as usual, of brilliant comments yeah. from you guys. So yeah. it's a good old chat. It's a good old chat. Good morning. It's very early morning in our house, as again, we're not in the studio, so you can hear our dogs having a jolly good drink. They're having a good old homp in the background. We've been waiting so long for them to finish. What's it called? ASMR. It's like ASMR of listening to a dog eat. We've got another meeting, so we just had to start with them in the background. So, uh, yeah, so welcome, listener. This is going to probably be our last chat of 2020. And what a year it's been. What a year, what a strange, strange year. Now, obviously, we've navigated so many of the kind of issues, pitfalls and uh, sort of dilemmas thrown up by coronavirus and what have you. We've also tried to hit some of the kind of just ordinary stuff that we encounter as parents. And I'm kind of hoping and keeping my fingers crossed that in the new year, we're not going to be talking about the third wave. We're going to be talking about how are you getting your kids stuff. back from the pub? Yeah, and exactly. Will you be letting them have a big party yeah. this year? Do you spoil your your children? <laughs> Should you discipline more yeah. often? All that kind of stuff. So, but anyway, so today is a really, I think, a really important conversation to be had. I can't believe we've missed this. Actually, well, we've kind of intercepted it incidentally oh. in various chats where the phrase has come up, but we're talking about the snowflake generation. Mm. And I've always been quite captivated by the word, actually, in the description, but before we go into what it means and what it signifies, which are two completely different things. But, you know, snowflakes are very pretty. They're very delicate. Utterly unique. Utterly unique. Each one's special. Yeah. And they come at a lovely time of year, mm. like theoretically now. And they create magic. Yes. They're magical. They're magical. Mm. And I think, let's, have, let's park that thought at the back of the analogy of snowflake, because it... Sorry, guys. So sorry. <laughs> there's uh, nothing that, we can there, There's do. nothing we can do. That's if we, move, if we move the bowls, you won't yeah. need to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's Chi-Chi really trying to get into a corner, and cockapoo, get into the corner of the bowl. It seems to be, like, right directly underneath our camera. Um, so, yeah, so the term snowflake, obviously it's come to mean something very pejorative and very negative and very critical. But you, you just discovered the incidental sort of back backstory to it. What was it? Mm. Was it some apparently there was there were yeah, it was there was a fracas uh, in two thousand and sixteen right. at various colleges, but most notably at Yale. Yeah. And physical actually, a physical fracas. Kind of I can no, I don't think so. I, I can kind of remember this. And it was the dean, I they called the dean, I don't yeah. know in America's wife who'd worn a Halloween costume that the students felt was a cultural appropriation. Right. And um, they were unhappy with it, and then his wife sent an email Mm. that then inflamed the situation. 
And she had, they had said, let's have a discussion about this. Let's have an open discussion. And they said that they felt that the college was no longer a safe place. Mm. Um, and so apparently that's where the word snowflake came That's from. interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. That makes me think of quite a few other things that I feel quite strongly about regarding, you know, freedom of speech and all that kind of stuff, freedom of expression and what have you. But so snowflake, well, it's come to, it's sort of from that sort of quite benign, sort of quite sort of mediocre origins. It's come to, it's come to mean something very significant in the West, isn't mm. it? I mean, I noticed a couple of people online when they commented on this said, oh, I haven't actually heard of the phrase. Really? And I was kind of surprised and I wondered why and whether, whether they're not sort of, you I've know. probably never seen Piers Morgan. Well, I was about to say, because the, the, the person that springs to mind the most when I hear the word snowflake is him. It's mm. Piers Morgan. It's a Actually, certain... one of the very first comments I'm going to read out later yeah. said, I think of Piers Morgan yeah, so when I. I hear this word. Yeah. And he's really weaponized it yeah. in a big way. Yeah. And that's a shame because I think there is a discussion mm. around freedom of speech and people being too upset mm. to talk about stuff. And mm. I think there is. But the way that it's used yeah. by certain people and by the press, and as we just discovered doing a bit of research, the British Army. Yeah. I think that it's a. I think it's very negative, and yeah. I think it can be quite damaging now, and very hurtful to a whole generation. Yeah, absolutely. To just be wiped out with one word. With one word, wiped out with a blanket of snowflakes. Um, it seems so appropriate, isn't out. it? It's nearly. It's Labeled. nearly. It's, it's nearly Christmas, and we're talking about snowflakes. I know, it feels very Christmas. It feels right. Synergy. Now, before often we go back into our past and we talk about our own experience of the topics that we we talk about. And you asked an interesting question before we we started this. Uh, do you remember being labelled as anything? Now, I, I don't remember. I mean, I'm six years younger than you. It's not really a generational difference. All right, all right. No, no, but I'm just saying <laughs> there may be there may be some differences to someone born in the 60s to someone who I feel like I was born in the 70s. Um, but I do think one of the tags that was often labelled when I got to university um, was, um, well, it's not necessarily a tag, it was more an attitude which was that if you studied a humanities course or if you did any of the so-called softy courses, you weren't a serious adult. And this was, I mean, it sounds, it sounds a bit kind of naff comparatively, but actually it was really deeply ingrained. So that social scientists, for example, at college, who, with whom we used to socialise a lot of scientists or, you know, sort of legal students and people like that, um, they, they would sneer and they would look down their nose and they would really, really sort of judge you. And it really impacted on me and a lot of colleagues who were studying English or studying film and stuff like that. So, yes, yeah, so, so it was a very strongly weaponized attitude. And in some ways, there's sort of parallels with what I feel when I hear the word snowflake used about this generation. Mm. It that, was, seemed, that was very much from what you were saying within your university. Within all this universities. Is this, this is a word that is used just so matter-of-factly mm. all the time. Maybe it's because I work in television and I hear it on a daily basis, you know, mm. on any shows, debate shows, the news shows, all the shows, people say it. You know, it's just a really easy, it's just a, quite a lazy way to just... Mm. In a very pompous way, I think it said sometimes that somehow their our generation is is so much better, worked so much harder, had so much. But that's always been the case that generations yeah, always assume that they well, they always assume that they've had it worse yeah. or that they worked harder. It's the whole Monty Python thing of I used to get up half an hour before I went to bed, and I thought yeah. they they sent it up very well because with every bloody generation, there's this seems there's there's this curious desire to make out that you had it worse, you worked harder, and that the younger generation coming through doesn't know how good they've got it, and that for me 
is a huge component of the snowflake generation. It's a crass, pejorative assumption by often middle-class, slightly overweight, pompous men um, who oh, assume they have a sort of... Women. They sort of have an autonomy... Well, and also women, yes, but they're very, usually very opinionated, trolley-type people who really have almost, for me, when I hear it used, though, I always feel and sense at the back of it a degree of sort of envy that they're no longer young. Yeah, I do. And I think it's just so lazy. Yes. It's just such a lazy way to describe oh. a whole generation. Oh. And, um, yeah. Actually, can I just read out my first comment here that was DM'd to me mm. by a young person? It's actually Megan and Harley, so I don't know which one it is that sent me this. Uh, on Instagram. Uh, I really don't like the term snowflake generation. I think I would be put into that category because I'm 23. The term snowflake insinuates to me someone that is very delicate and mustn't do too much or is easily offended. I really can't stand it when people tar all young people with the same brush. I think of Piers Morgan when I hear snowflakes. He's forever saying it. Mm. And he's forever saying it whenever he's applying it to sort of a woke generation. He's, he's always saying it where, where, where someone of, who's young or of a different generation is ostensibly saying, we need to increase tolerance, we need to increase understanding. He often uses it around uh, issues surrounding and to do with mental health issues. You know, you know, I think generally the perception for me and the idea is, is that this generation is so in a sense, obsessed or hampered or has a name for every condition that somehow they are, you know, they're, 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 they're unvalidated by this term snowflake. You know, their feelings, their conditions, their experiences, everything uh, lack, you know, validity I when think, this term is applied. And, 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 I, and I think it's an intolerance and perhaps it's, it's a fear within older generations of stuff they don't understand. And that's how I, mm. how I choose to, mm. in a sense, marginalise the, well, let's call it the Piers Morgan attitude. Because actually what I see when I see Piers Morgan is quite a sad, frightened man who is sort of intimidated by a sophistication, actually, of thought and, and a sophistication of emotional intelligence that, yes, we'll talk about can tip into being a bit too sensitive at times. But actually, by and large, there's a level of sort of complication to what's going on in youngsters and, mm. and this generation that Piers Morgan is, is just beyond being able to even engage with. I think it's a good point, actually. So I think sometimes it is like almost a fear and an inability to understand the yeah. change. And I would admit some of that myself. Yeah. Now, I think both of us on occasions have used the word and actually it was Leo Vila, one of our followers about a year and a half ago when we said oh somebody's so woke mm. and she sent a message saying what is actually wrong with being mm. woke yes, it's yes, awake it's awake to what we may have yeah. we may have ignored or neglected or been or been you know disinclined to to face in ourselves and I thought yeah blimey I must never use woke as a as, a, as an insult, yeah. because it's kind of, we've done sometimes the same kind of thing yeah. as you do with the word snowflake. And some of the challenges that the woke generation have faced me with, I found really difficult because I just don't understand what they're talking about. Mm. But that's no, there's no reason ever to attack, mm. is it? Um, yeah, and I think woke, the woke generation, which is tied in with the, with the snowflake, is asking for a lot of change. Mm. Some of that I don't agree with, mm. and I think there are there is definitely there are definitely some like in every generation that 
are less resilient and are less hardworking maybe than our generation and all of, and, and Yeah, but sure. that's the case for every but generation. Same, exactly, but it's the same for every yeah, generation. That's the case for every and generation. I can't actually think back to being labelled actually, because they said, oh, this has always happened. That's what you oh. generation, younger generation has always been labelled and I well, I don't remember anything. But even, but even the way you just said that, I mean, if they do say, oh, younger generations have always been late. Doesn't make it okay. Doesn't, okay. So what? Just because it's happened. It's like, it's like this thing of Christmas and COVID. Just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. Just because you can say it doesn't mean you just... I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. Well, actually, uh, one of our daughters said, the, said last night, I was really surprised by this. She said, oh, it's used all the time. And I assumed she meant adults. Mm. And she said, no, and my generation use it against each other all well, the time. Well, before we get into that, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, absolutely. I think that's, that's a whole that. second okay. section about okay. this because I think there's the there's the weaponizing of the term snowflake by adults, by culture. It's a way of silencing anything that's agitative. It's a way of diminishing opinion. It's a way of devaluing, you know, the significance of a generation's attitude. At the same time as all of that, as you've rightly just said, there are elements, though, to modern, but this isn't like elements to a generation. And this is why I think we need to be careful about using these terms, these general terms, to summarise an entire section of society, which is more than even a nuanced section of society. A whole generation is ridiculous because the term snowflake seems to be able to apply to kids as old as Izzy's age, 27, all the way down. It's still being used all the way down to kids, you know, Kiki's age. But there is this tendency sometimes in debate for certain lines of opinion to be disallowed. And I think this is where it becomes really tricky. And I think this kind of allows people like the Piers Morgans mm. and, and the sort of anti-liberal right, as I call them. It's often, snowflake is often used against liberalism. If you're ever liberal about something, you're a snowflake because you're trying to, essentially. The word liberal is about trying to embrace more than one position mm. and about embracing nuance between opinions and about not being, you know, uh, polemic or binary in your attitude to things. And that, and again, I go back to this idea, I think that threatens certain people of a certain political persuasion mm and of a certain generation, it's too difficult for people. If I think mm. of my nan, if mm. I think of older people mm. that I know who are more right-wing, I think it's really difficult for them to kind of navigate mm. really complicated stuff. But I also mm. think it's I the think same. There's some laziness in it as there's well. There's real I'm laziness in, in it. I'm stuck in my way, so I'm very yeah. happy with what I am. And nothing ever did me any harm. Yeah. It's, it's all that kind of... And without naming names, it's not even just right-wing people. As I said that, I was thinking, no, actually, there's a lot of left-leaning people. I'm not going to name names. I can think of people that we know who are very clearly left-wing in their attitudes and would be described as liberal in their outlook, but they can't tolerate the idea of a navel-gazing attitude to everything or certain things. And, you know, what's navel-gazing to one person is someone's crucial mental health condition to someone else. You know, I think it's very easy for... And so I do, I find snowflake a really nasty word. It's a really nasty word to silence and gag and marginalise really important nuanced debate but there is also a tendency i think sometimes for this thing called cancel culture mm. and i think when you get to this cancel culture that, where you can't get yeah, fuel exactly call that use the snowflake yeah, generation absolutely. and i do think there should be a distinction between the two yeah absolutely. because i mean you know we that if you go back to the origins of this and mm. this was a, you know and, and this was a discussion that the head of Yale wanted to have mm. with these disgruntled students and they refused to have the discussion. Yeah. I actually 
Yeah, it actually makes me really cross. Well, it actually right. makes me really cross to the, yeah. you get to the point where you can't even discuss it. Absolutely. And I mean, I'm on a debate show. I have been, done, have been on for the mm. last 20 years. And we are, I've never felt so restricted well, as yeah, I do absolutely. now. And, I, you know, without going into the specifics of these details of certain kind of academics who want to talk at various universities, you know, there are many situations where certain topics aren't even allowed because of the, you know, so-called kind of offence that they could cause. Mm. And these are by people who are academically and analytical mm. individuals they're not mm. they're not sort of lunatic fringe politicians these are these are people who've studied their area and are just articulating a different attitude and i do sometimes worry that you know you can swing in the opposite direction but again i wouldn't even call that snowflake for me that's just inflexible and it's mm. kind of you know it's in, you know, I, I don't know. It's just there's a certain sort of blinkered thinking at both ends of the spectrum, and I just think snowflake gets banded around. But do you think also it's a reaction to to a generation that aren't prepared to listen? Yeah, an older generation that say, well, you know, who, who dismiss you know, inverted commas, a woke way of Oh, I see. Thinking. So this kind of cancel yeah. culture comes from a place of, yeah. well, you won't listen to us, we won't us. listen to you. We were not going to listen to you. Perhaps, perhaps, yeah, maybe. I mean, We'd maybe, love to hear from you. Yeah, maybe maybe the so-called snowflake in a generation need to embrace the term a little bit like the gay yeah. community embrace yeah, queer exactly. and turn it back on turn it back on the people using it. Yeah. So, so that is for me, that is for me the sort of societal and social use. But you're right, you said last night you were talking to one of our girls and I was horrified as I've discovered, that this has now become a term that has been weaponized and looking at some of the social media comments we've got in quite a nasty way. Within their own generation. Within the younger generation. Like we hate the word banter mm. because anything that upsets you, you can be told, what? What's wrong? It's not banter. Yeah. Can't take the bants. Yeah. It's just bants. And apparently it's used in the same, in the same way, snowflake. Yeah. So if you're upset by anything, if you try and draw a boundary about anything, right, it's you like need you're to toughen snowflake. up. Oh right, yeah. yeah. You're you're not going to cope in life. That's well, unfortunately, that's it's the way in which the phrase, which I really hate, is often used in school still, and I'm so shocked that it is when they say you're gay, you're gay, you're gay. Yeah. You know, they use it in that same pejorative sense. So, so yes, yeah, so youngsters are now. So what's happened is this: this term has been created by these out-of-touch, intimidated buffoons like Piers Morgan who couldn't couldn't navigate an emotionally intelligent, sophisticated situation if they tried. And then you've got um, you've got youngsters harnessing that phrase and using it against each other. But from what I'm reading online, on social media, it's become a term that is really, really being used to sanction misogynistic mm. rape culture behaviour by boys against young girls. Mm. That's a part of it that really frightens me. Now, before we record each episode of our podcast, we ask you to get involved on social media. Hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to get in touch on our Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and Family. On Twitter, at Nadia Sawala. And if you're a little bit scared of Nadia and you're a little <laughs> bit worried that she might tell you off, you could always come to lovely, cuddly old me at, at, on Instagram at Mark underscore Adderley. A-double-D-E-R-L-E-Y. Well, I mean, we should read some of the social media okay. comments. Uh, can I just read this one, Dina Watson? Because this is from, from a mum, I think, who thinks quite similarly to us. Uh, this is Dina Watson. Thank you so much for, for um, commenting. It's unfair and unkind. It indicates that this generation are soft like snowflakes, weak in structure and break easily. As a mother of three, I get to see, meet and experience this generation. 
and none of that applies to them. Just in terms of education, they're expected to achieve high grades, not average grades. They have to have ambitions way beyond just a vocation. They have cameras on them all the time and need to be able to look amazing, have all the brands, have experiences that match that of a celebrity. They have criticism thrown at them despite being good enough. And if they have any mental health issues due to living in this world with all that's put on them, then they will be judged forever. My generation are the snowflakes, not this one. And I haven't even mentioned COVID. Mm, exactly. It gave me goosebumps, that. Exactly. Beautifully put, Dina. Beautifully put. Beautifully right, put. And just to chime alongside that, just to put some sort of uh, meat on the bones of this kind of, this conflation in a sense between boys using it as a term of control. Uh, Kaya says, I've had more boys my own age call me a snowflake than I have anyone older in the older generation. This issue goes a lot deeper than it seems on the surface area. And I think if you talk about it on your podcast, it creates a place for positive discussion. Boys will call girls snowflakes when we bring up anything like sexism or rape culture. So there's this idea that... You know what if, our daughters were saying? Yes. Us, I was really shocked by this. Yeah, it's this idea, but also it's this idea that if you are... Now, I do think this is an entirely different conversation because the more I'm hearing and the more I'm, I'm hearing the conversations that go on between boys and girls and I'm, I'm, I'm becoming more and more savvy to, you know, stuff that goes on, I think we have a really burgeoning crisis that we've talked about before around porn and stuff like that, where boys don't understand what sex is and they don't understand the power they wield in in their relationships. I just think it's really interesting uh, that, again, here, another person on social media says, masculinity, it is just another tool used to completely dismiss anything a girl says. Uh, Snowflakes is most often used in my life by young men when they try to when when girls try to call out their toxic masculinity, mm. this so it's, again it's a phrase being used, um, you know, against girls by boys. You can't tolerate my sexual advances. You can't tolerate my overbearing sexual behaviour. You can't tolerate predatory language. Thinking of those boys at Warwick University who were saying all the mm. awful things they were saying about rape, you know. The, there's this idea that if you can't tolerate mm. it, you're a snowflake. Mm, now, like now this bats. is a, re- yeah, this like a really dark, yeah, dark, dark use of, of use of way of weaponizing the phrase. Um, so you know, so there are sort of two different ends of the spectrum for me. Uh, other comments here: we need to get a good balance back between teaching. So you know, this comment here kind of reminds us that that there's a sense among some people because I think where the term comes from is this idea that uh, are they mollycoddled? Yeah. Are they? Is this generation a bit sort of over, sort of you know, co- coated with cotton wool and made sure that it can be transported around carefully? And I think sometimes, I think sometimes we perhaps wonder I mean, that we ourselves. We fall and foul of that, and you know, are we fixing everything for them? Do we do we try to give them answers to everything? Is there an ism for every single thing in a way that there wasn't for us? But why is that a bad thing? Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. suppose that's the point I'd like yeah. to make. I think we do wrap ours in cotton wool a bit, but I think that living in the suburbs of the London suburbs is actually quite a scary place. Yeah. And I think we are, I mean, my friends that don't live 
in this area that live out of London who started off a couple of years ago saying to me, God, you're so overprotective. And they're like, right, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we are quite overprotective. Yeah, Don't you... stand at the bus stop doing it. And it's like, I, it frightens me sometimes because I think mm. when, we're, when we're gone, how will they cope? But I see them. You hear this all the time. Oh well, we just got on with it. We went on. We'd get mugged. We'd get this. We'd get that. We just bashed ourselves down and got on with it. And so, I definitely think I am sometimes um, guilty of overprotection. Yeah, I mean, I I think a good category for that would be, for example, uh, you know, as a man, I always find it really shocking. I'm just going off 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 subject just for a moment. I do find it really shocking how when I hear older women listening to younger women, when younger women say they've had some degree of harassment or sort of low-level sort of sexual, you know, maybe someone's flashed at them or mm. someone's kind of rubbed up against them and stuff like that, which I think is as reprehensible as any form of sexual assault. Well, it is sexual. Well, it is sexual, yeah, no. But when I hear older generation women saying, oh, well, <laughs> I'm amazed it hasn't happened yet, or, oh, well, I mean, this is just what it's like in the world, I feel laced within that is a suggestion of, you should just expect this. Well, and I find that intolerable. I, 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 think, I think when women say that, I think they're trying to... Whenever anything happens like that, there is this always a certain amount of, oh, my God, what have I done? And this is, there's a kind of a shame. I know that's certainly from mm. my experience mm. when things have happened. And I think when women gather around and say those things, it's like this is a terrible thing that is within our society and it's always been there and it's not anything right. that you've done or any way that you've behaved. This, unfortunately, has been here since the dawning of time yeah. and will be here till the end of time, yeah. no matter what we do. That's the depressing fact. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, I suppose I've definitely heard it in some scenarios where it's felt like someone's just said, oh, well, that's just what you've got to learn to accept, accept and expect. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think, again... I the, imagine what kind of monster would say that. No, but one of the crucial things, I think, again, that the the, the people who use terms like this or, 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 or hide behind it really is... I mean, it's weird. The more we unpack it, the more I realise how much people are just threatened by the, by the newness of things or the changeability of things, you know... Every gen, you know, what are we suggesting that generations and life and society and civilization doesn't evolve and doesn't change in its attitudes and its outlooks? I mean, but you know, older generations have always resisted change, haven't they? Yeah, but there's this idea. There's this idea that younger generations well, are the agitators. Well, actually, let's let's tip the let's tip the, the telescope the other way. It's old people who are the sort of stick in the mud. You know, that's where it's the resistance the young comes. Young people to agitate, and absolutely, to push against. and to just I think it's just so passive aggressive. Yeah, it's like. Oh, well, you're just a snowflake. You just melt away to nothing. I mean, yeah. what passive-aggressive terminology yeah. that is. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, it's just about being, you know, I do sometimes, I, my, my skin kind of blisters a bit and I blanch a bit when I see stories of groups of young people unable to cope with any sort of challenge to, to conversation, you know, topics or hmm. subjects. Well, it's as bad as in the older generation. Yeah, if yeah. you can't discuss something then I just, I see passionately do- about and you're very cross about because yeah. we don't agree immediately, yeah. it's the same problem yeah. across the generation. I mean, I remember seeing, I can't remember who the journalist was, I remember seeing something on television once where a journalist got so upset and enraged and they stormed off. And I remember at the time thinking, why is he flouncing off? He shouldn't walk off, you know, he should sit and he should stay and he should argue his no, point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've come to I've grown to really really like yeah, him, but I remember at the time yeah. thinking, 
No, I didn't for a minute think snowflake, but I thought you are allowing others to say to you, you can't cope. You can't discuss. You can't cope. Yeah. And the idea, and I think can't cope is what people like Piers Morgan operate from. They want, and what they do actually by using the term snowflake is they provoke and they prod to get the response. They can then, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So they can then go back, double down on you and go, see, you can't even cope with this. You can't even cope with being called a snowflake. It's a really bullying term. And clearly what we're finding out here is, is bullying from men of a certain age on television down to kids in the playground, you know, controlling girls. Uh, Francisca Bastos says, I hate it. Every generation has their challenges. I'm a millennial and had to hear it too. What's the problem? Are we too offended? No, we care. Caring leads to change or at least to action. We're engaged. And we take care of mind and soul. I love that. Mm. I love the way you say that because why should any of those things be things to be embarrassed of or ashamed of or things that we should hide? Um, real chatty Cathy, it's a horrible term. It makes me think of weak, precious adults who need their hand held in life. It's a horrible description of a generation, says Chesa Babes. I think our kids have a lot more pressures on them, actually, than other generations. And I think that's true. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I think that's absolutely true. Uh, highly offensive, life has moved on and with it so has legality and pressure. Of course, we are cautious and sensitive. Also, we know more, so are unable to be in tune with others and their needs and sensitivities very much. So so as a generation, as a younger generation, they are plugged into a hell of a lot more information coming at them. You know, if I think of the Black Lives Matter, I mean, what are you going to say? That because a whole young generation of white and black youth have been mobilised by this astonishing movement and campaign for equality, you know, by the same token of what you're a snowflake because you can't because you don't because things aren't going to stay the way they were. Mm. You know, snowflake has become attached with, you know, one, the, the idea that change is somehow a diminishing prospect mm. rather than a, a sort of, you know, enriching pro- <clears throat> prospect. Julie says ridiculous term bullying adults who are stuck in the past and probably still believe in smacking. Uh, Saffron Louise, we are labelled as the snowflake generation because we no longer tolerate racist and sexist and homophobic jokes and statements and we speak out against them and the older generation sadly see that as us being offended by everything and caring and defending equals well, weak. that is... That goes to the heart of that. it, Saffron. That does go to the heart of it. Yeah. Yeah. The idea that, again, and this goes back to a conversation we had a while back about kindness and I think it's one of our biggest fears as parents that if your children... You know, the idea that to care and defend is weak or to be kind is weak mm. is a really... It's a great strength to be kind. Of course it is. Yeah. But, I mean, again, you know, what kind of a culture do we live in where um, Sibyl, I think, is a way of old bigots putting down young people for not being racist, e.g. Piers Morgan. <laughs> uh, Sarah Tace is insulting, but a lot do avoid physical work and expect the insta-life, but that's our fault. Now, I think it's important. Uh, yeah, yes, right, good, because I wanted to talk about yeah. that. Where are we culpable? Yes. You know, we're busier than we ever were. When I think about when the kids were small, you know, we didn't have time often to let them just do stuff for themselves. No. You know, we were both busy working full-time and it, there wasn't, a luxury of time to no. indulge them to do stuff. No. So we would just do a lot of stuff for them. Yeah. If I had my time again, I would I would I would I would have changed that. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things that, that adults always, always bring up is the fact that kids have these 
phones. I mean, the amount of times it is used. I mean, do they know how lucky they are? They have these phones. They've got the whole world at their fingertips. They've got, they don't know what hard work is. They wouldn't know how to research a thing. You know, they just go, and I think, well, who got them these mm. phones? Mm. We bought them these well, they, phones. Well, they, they're technological pacifiers, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, that's Absolutely. how we've used them. That's how we've Absolutely. used them. Absolutely. But they they definitely have been weaponised against the younger generation. Yeah. Every time there's a discussion, the phone has to come up. Well, adults, it suited adults to give them tech mm. to shut them up like a dummy. And mm. at the point that we feel that there's an, you know something insubstantial about this generation, mm. we blame the tech. But mm. we gave them the tech because mm. it suited us to give them the tech. Yeah, they can't use a map. No. They can't do this. Yeah, they yeah. can't do that. Well, but also- <laughs> neither can we now <laughs> but let's have a listen it's also to progress let's, yeah it's also progress i mean god knows where we're going to be in another 10 years yeah let's have a listen to maddie and and carlitos let's uh, let's see what they what they think so yeah i personally find the term snowflake generation really offensive and i know a lot of other people my age do as well um you know because it is just a term really used by older generations um to criticise us. And I feel like it's possibly come from the fact that this generation, because of, like, social media and, you know, other platforms, we're just more in touch with our emotions and mental health and how we feel and whether we should question things. Um, And I feel like, as a generation, we're just more informed than other ones have been because we have, like, uh, the facilities to educate ourselves all the time and people see that as us being sensitive because because I don't know I feel like because we know everything so you know when it comes to mental health someone will say something and we'll take offense or we'll be like actually no that's not how I want you to talk to me and then it's seen as oh they're sensitive and they're a snowflake and of course because they're from the snowflake generation and I just think it's just a really easy way of kind of putting us down and it doesn't make us feel any better and it doesn't make us want to, like, improve and be like, oh, okay, well, then I'll prove you wrong because it just makes us feel like, oh, we're just these sensitive people that are just, you know, not going to make it anywhere in life because, you know... And the thing of, like, oh, um, the snowflake generation can't make, like, beans on toes, like, what... The hell! <laughs> I can make beans on toast. It just bothers me. It's like I don't know if it's like a jealousy thing or, but it, I find it really offensive when it's used, and I think it just makes us feel very put down. And I find it really unfair as well because I feel like as a generation, <clears throat> obviously every generation's had their stuff to go through, but I feel like as a generation we're sometimes like too aware of everything going on in the world. Um, whereas, you know, my parents have said when they were growing up, they didn't really know about a lot of things that were happening in the world, like bad things, and they weren't really aware, in, which in some ways isn't a good thing, but in some ways I think is a good thing because um, I think it's better to not know everything at a young age, and I feel like I know too much about horrible stuff going on in the world, and I feel like there's a lot of pressure as well all the time in this generation to fix the world as well that everyone's like oh yeah we messed up the world so now it's your job to fix it and I don't know I just feel like we have the right to feel the way we do and it shouldn't be seen as just sensitive and oh you bunch of snowflakes like and I also don't agree with 
being sensitive being used as a criticism or an insult like obviously being too sensitive isn't a good thing but there's nothing there's a difference between being sensitive and then just knowing how you want to be treated and getting upset by some stuff and I just think that's a really important distinction and I think snowflake generation is used a lot on people when they have mental health issues like a lot of my friends that have been diagnosed with depression always kind of told oh you snowflake always and it's I think it's just really unfair and it doesn't make a person feel any better and you know I I, I think it is a really horrid way to describe a whole generation and it just categorizes us um as all being this one thing and that's just unfair and untrue you can't just say that nobody's just one thing do you know what I mean and I feel like as a generation, we're always just this one thing and it's so hard for us to try and prove that we're not because everything we do seems to prove, like, their argument, if that makes sense. Um, But, yeah, I've always hated the term snowflake generation and I think it's really damaging for mental health and, like, self... I don't know, awareness, self-love, when you're just told you're a snowflake all the time. Um... And it just makes us more sensitive in a weird way. Like, yeah, when when I hear people use uh, snowflake generation to describe us, I get really offended and I'm just like, well, I don't understand it. Like, I don't understand. And obviously, like, there are some teenagers of this generation that are a bit too sensitive that would be considered a snowflake. But I, I think to say a snowflake generation is wrong because it just says we're all one thing and we're not and also it's like people have forgotten what it's like to be teenagers because everybody was like this when they were teenagers do you know what I mean everybody was more sensitive uh a bit more moody like we're going through stuff mentally so they're more upset than they usually are they've got this imbalance in emotions and I think it's just yeah it's just important I think for adults to just remember that they were the same they didn't know you know some teenagers don't know how to make beans on toast (laughs) um and I just think it's wrong to just think that all teenagers are inept like there are some of us that are equipped and able to do you know (laughs) things (laughs) um but yeah I think I think people really need to be careful with how much they use it just because it's just not a nice term to use for, to describe everyone and I think it is damaging and like with other insults, you know, if somebody insults you more often than not you try and prove them wrong and you try and um, show them that you're not that and I feel like when it comes to the term snowflake generation we want to be able to do that but it kind of just makes us recline rather than try and prove them wrong if that makes sense I just do think it's a re- it, it sounds sounds very snowflakey to say it but I think that it's a very damaging term to use to describe a whole generation and it doesn't make us feel any better and it doesn't make us feel any less snowflakey in quotes you know <laughs> um, but yeah I mean I think I think it's important to, for people to just remember what it was like to be our age really 
Well, that's so funny oh. that she said, this is sounding very snowflakey, no, no, because at that time funny. I was thinking, hey, I can hear all the people going, no, 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 well, this is snowflake in itself. But she makes a really, really? interesting yeah, and important and complicated right? point in her whole summary, which is... What's really horrible and pejorative and nasty about the term snowflake, which is why these sort of certain types of people use it, is that to combat it or fight back against mm. it in any way... Silences you in well, itself. No, 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 you, no confirms the go. definition. Yes. So it's a really nasty, self-fulfilling critique mm. that if you put up any resistance to it... To it. Try you to knock it, it back. You, you somehow it. prove it to yeah. the person who's How thrown it at you. In cricket How? terms, it's an absolute googly. But she's she summed it up, and and like she says, for many people, because when it's used in terms of mental health, I would say it com- not only compounds the problem, but it it's a term that now causes the very thing it sets out to somehow lightheartedly sort of mm. neuter. It's a really actually, you know, you unpack this term. It's a deeply corrosive. Deeply damaging, mm. nasty piece of bullying. Yeah, and I liked I liked her point actually because it is true. We often say to her, you know, we did, we were just we were just pulling yeah. about, just having a laugh. We didn't know what was going on globally. No. Some of the stuff Maddie comes and shows me that she has witnessed that's going on around the world, and she feels frantic mm. about, mm. and she feels inverted commas sensitive about, Mm. she feels upset about, she feels empathy for. And they do look around the world and go, my God, what a bloody mess. I heard someone call Greta Thunberg a snowflake. Now, if you're a snowflake for for travelling around the world on a yacht across the Atlantic, standing in front of all these people, being as brave as you can be, staring down Donald Trump, if that's a snowflake... Bring them on. Let's hope we have. Let's, let's hope, hope, hope we have an absolute yeah. heavy, heavy snowfall this Christmas. But let's hear from Carlitos as well. Um, I've never been called a snowflake before. In fact, it's not really something I've ever heard of before. Um, I've heard it thrown around now and then, but I think in today's modern world. Um, People are becoming more and more accepting of the people around them. And terms like this aren't really thrown around as much as maybe they might have been a few years back. Um, I did my research and I looked up the official definition of the term snowflake. And I can see how a lot of people would be offended by it. It's not nice, and it is stereotyping, like, a whole generation. Um, you know, it's it's really flip-flopping what this generation is trying so hard to do, which is, you know, breaking that stigma of mental health, normalising it, making the world a happy place for everyone to live in. Um, I mean... Yes, we are a sensitive generation, but it's good to let your emotions out. It's not good to be caged in, which is is why we are, you know, outspoken at times, sad at times. We cry, we moan, we this, we that, you know. It's so easy to call someone a, snow, a snowflake, but when all we're really trying to do is just release all this built-up tension inside, you know, um, and that's that's the way we do it. We moan, we shout, we scream, we cry. We're outspoken, we're rude. You know, that's that's all that that's all we're doing really. And as a generation, I I think 
we could we could easily come up with a clever name for the adults and complain about them as well and they'd start moaning about it too you know so it goes both ways like i said it's it's flip-flopping what we're trying to do we're working so hard to i mean look how far we've come from like the early 2000s look what this generation's brought you know people were way way more judgmental back then and you know we've really broken that stigma we've really normalized so much um, and it's a lot different. And just, just to make everyone of every race, gender, religion, you know, the lot, it just, you know, feel accepted and just able to fit in. And we get called snowflakes. It's not a nice term. And I, I just don't think some people in the older generation understand really what it's like to be a teen or someone in their early 20s or, you know, someone of this generation. Um in today's world, it's not all smooth sailing. It's not easy. People are still really struggling um, every day in their own minds. People are struggling. And, you know, we could really do with without a whole generation just making fun of us when all we'd like to do is, you know, just coexist and all just be okay. Um, you know, this world would be so much better if we all just got out of the way of ourselves. Oh, very good. Oh, I love that. Very good. Very good, yeah. Carlitos. And, and, and once again, conflating the importance of the phrase to a generational push towards mental health tolerance mm. and understanding and, you know, being sensitive to the intricacies of all this stuff and all this kind of stuff. What I really liked there was he said uh, we could probably think of a phrase for the older generations that's as pejorative, and I've got one. I've got one. Mm. So, there, so whilst you've got Piers Morgan calling us, you know, all these people, all these youngsters, snowflakes... You've also got, for the older generation, I think the term should be icebergs. <laughs> Slow moving and destructive. <laughs> and they can like and they can often sink entire ships or generations. I like that. Yeah. I th- so I think I think There you go. What do you think of that one, Carlitos? I think we should call the older generations icebergs. <laughs> Thank you, Carlitos. Well, that's it for this episode of Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you'd like to comment on any of the topics we've discussed today, we'd love you to get in touch. Use the hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Nadia Sawala. And on Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and family. And if you fancy getting in touch with me, it's at Mark underscore Adderley. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate and review. Tell your friends and get involved. And you can hear more episodes of Confessions of a Modern Parent on Global Player or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. <laughs>